Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. All right. Father, thank you for tonight. Thank you that your name is glorified and lifted. We bless you. Let this short exhortation be a blessing to all of us. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of God. Wow. So tonight is a dress rehearsal for um, Saturday. Okay. Yeah. Saturday is Christmas Day. Some of you can't wait to go to Escort and all these places, but I can't wait to have Christmas Day service. Those of you going to Escort, Escort is just 37 minutes away. Christmas Day, you should come to church. Show us that you are real Christians. You believe in Jesus. I challenge you. Show us that you believe in Jesus. Yeah, show us that you are not Islamic, you are not Buddhist, you are not Hare Krishnas. Yeah, show us. Hey, Pastor, we don't request and come. It's Christmas Day. Yeah. Amen. Wonderful. But I'm excited. It's Christmas. And we get a chance to... Um, go through these wonderful carols and when you listen to the words, you know, when you listen to the words of the carol, I, mean, I think for me, it's not just the tune and the tunes are beautiful and everything, but it's the words, the words that stir me up because when I hear some of the things that are being said about the Savior, it's like they're so spiritual and so real that you 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 ask it to realize that no words can no better words can or these words cannot be spoken of anybody else apart from the savior of the world. Yeah. So it's wonderful. I anytime I we are singing carols, I become excited. I pray that you also enjoy them. Amen. Pastor Priscil, every December you give me a collection. Where is he? Every day, am I on? Am I live? Oh, why am I live? Oh, I'm I'm live where? To the world. Okay, then now let me be a more a more. <laughs> Every December you give me a good collection of carols, but this December, I don't know. I don't know. No show. No show. It will affect your Christmas present. Yeah. Anyway, I want to just read a small scripture to you, share with you for maybe 10 minutes maximum, and then we'll go home. But Christmas Day, we're having service Christmas morning from 10 o'clock to 12 o'clock thereabout, half past 12 there. Um, 10 to 12 is the service. 
12 to half past 12 is the exchange of gifts. Okay, so come with a gift. Christmas is about giving, so come with a gift to give to somebody. Amen. It's not about receiving, it's about giving. Let's not get it wrong. Some of you are preparing, I'm going to receive. No, Christmas is about giving. The main thing is to give, not to receive. So Jesus said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Amen. So Christmas is about giving. Make sure you give somebody something, especially them that are in the household of faith. Amen. James chapter 5 is a piece of scripture I want to read. Reading from 13 through to 16, and then that's about it. It says, is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick amongst you? Let him call the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if any have committed any sin, they shall be forgiven. Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availeth much. Amen. Amen. As you read further, he tells you about Elijah, the prayer, the fervent prayer of Elijah and what it did. It managed to stop rain for three and a half years. Then that same guy prayed again and there was rain. And he says, Elijah is just like you and I, so we can do what Elijah did. May we do what Elijah did. Amen. May you pray that your landlord's light goes off for three weeks so it doesn't ask you for rent anymore and you pray for the light to come back. Alright, but here the Bible tells us of three conditions and what to do. Okay, it says is any afflicted amongst you let him pray. Alright? It means he says, is any suffering, the word afflicted here is suffering. He says, is any amongst you suffering? Let him pray. Prayer is the solution to your sufferings. Amen. Amen. Prayer is the Bible prescribed solution to suffering. So he says, if anybody is suffering amongst you, if anybody is afflicted amongst you, if anybody is in pain amongst you, the thing to do, instead, instead of complaining, Pray. Instead of what? Complaining. Do what? Pray. Pray. Hallelujah. Every Christian must learn that prayer is a solution to your problems. Not money. Yeah. Not money. Per se. Prayer. Today's Christian, when there's a problem, he said, let us pray. They feel that you are not practical enough. You are not practical enough. You are, yes, you are not practical enough. But the solution to your marital problems is prayer. The solution to your financial problems is prayer. The solution to your academic problems is prayer. The solution to your family problems is prayer. Anything that afflicts you, the solution is prayer. The solution to your business problems is prayer. Yeah. Yesterday I learned that the main enemy we have is Satan. 
So if you are not a strong Christian, you have a lot of problems. Because the enemy you are dealing with is stronger than you. So he can bamboozle you around. He can bully you around. He can harass you around. Amen. This is just a 10 minutes exhortation. But it's turning into a whole something. Yeah. Because of the enemy we are fighting. You see, the Bible says we wrestle not against Pastor Tyler and Pastor MZ. When it says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. One is flesh, the other one is blood. Principalities and powers. Those are the people we are battling. Not flesh and blood. Not your grandmother. Not even your mother-in-law. Yeah, not your neighbor. Not your landlord. Not your boss. We are in a battle and in a fight and against the devil himself, principalities, which refer to principals. You say, when they say a principal of a school, it means he's in charge of the school. So your, our battle is with a principal of the, it's like somebody who's in charge of a locality or an area. Or principality and of powers, which is authorities of the place. So they are in charge of the area before you came. Do you see? And you have come to meet them and you are expecting them to respond to you. Do you see? So you have to be strong because, I mean, they won't give up their position so easily like that. They won't allow you to feel free like that. Amen. How many of you at your workplace, you went to meet some people there and you want to have your way and they say, no way, you came to meet us here. Yeah, so that's how it is like. So our battle is against these type of strong people. But the Bible says the weapons of our warfare, they are mighty through Christ to the pulling down of every stronghold. So that is the weapon you are carrying, which is the weapon of prayer. That's the weapon you are carrying as you move around. As a Christian, you are car- it's almost like you are armed to the teeth. Do you see? And you are coming with weapons that can overpower principalities, powers, spiritual wickedness, rulers of darkness and in high place. You have enough power to overpower them. But the question is, will you deploy your weapons? Will you deploy what you have? Will you deploy what you have? Or you will sit down for life circumstances to continually harass you and afflict you. So it says, is any afflicted amongst you? Let him pray. Use the weapons. If you see the world today, all superpowers have weapons. Why do we call them superpowers? Because of the weapons they have. And you will see that for these so-called superpowers to, to maintain their superpowerism, they have to prevent other nations from equipping themselves with the type of arsenal not the football club, the type of arsenal that they have. So they have to stop North Korea from developing a nuclear bomb. 
they saw that Saddam Hussein was cooking Indian food. They say he's making weapons of mass destruction because of the curry, the curry that was smelly. They said, let's go and stop him. Yeah, he's making a ticker bomb. So if we don't stop him very soon, Saddam Hussein will become like one of us. And Iraq will become equally powerful. So they went straight to Iraq. Yeah. Straight to Iraq in the battle we call shock and awe. To disarm him. Only to find out that he was just mixing curry with peri-peri. Do you get it? So for them to maintain their status as superpowers, they have to stop others from being armed. You are sitting down as a superpower and you are allowing life circumstances to harass you. Meanwhile, the Bible gives you a prescribed solution. Is any afflicted amongst you? Is any troubled amongst you? Is any harassed amongst you? Is any worried amongst you? Let him pray. So the Bible says, be anxious for nothing. Don't fret over things. Some of you fret more than you pray. Don't fret over anything. Don't fret over your children. Don't fret over your money. Don't fret over the church. Don't fret over school. Don't fret over anything, your health. Don't fret. It doesn't mean don't think about it. No, it doesn't mean don't think. It says don't, don't be worried. Don't be overly worried. Such that the worry of it or the thought of it overpowers you. Don't be uncontrollable, uncontrollably troubled by it. Such that because of that, you can't move. You are crippled and puzzled and locked down by it. Because of that, you can't smile. Even when, you, when you, 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 you find yourself smiling, you straighten your face because you feel that what you are going through, you are not allowed. Yeah, sometimes I'm with people, they, I get the feeling that because of what they are going through, they, it's like they are denying me of the right to smile. Do you know what I am going through and I'm smiling in spite of it? And because of your issue, I shouldn't smile. Your issue which you created. Yeah, because I told you this boy is dangerous for you. You still went headlong. Now I shouldn't smile because of what you have created. You only realize that you are number three in a list of seven. Then you put a ban on laughter. And smiling. Do you know that North Korea, they put a ban for the next 11 days. Today is day what? Day four. For the next, nobody should smile. Nobody's supposed to laugh. If you laugh, you will be imprisoned. They are mourning their old king. Kim Jong-il or Kim Jong-woo. Which of them is that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 11 years. Or 10 years since he died. This is the 10th anniversary, so they are mourning it for 11 days. Jonita, you are not allowed to smile. Yeah, and even they say, even if your relative dies, you are not allowed to cry loudly. You have to cry inside of you. 
if your birthday falls in the next 11 days, you can't celebrate it. But the Bible says, be anxious for nothing. Be anxious. Don't fret over anything. But in everything, which means in all your trouble, this everything doesn't mean um, good, good things. It's, it means the things that make you worry. Which everything that makes you anxious, everything that makes you fret, everything that afflicts you, in all of them, by prayer and supplication. Make your with thanksgiving. So it's even telling you that the prayer you are going to pray, the answer is guaranteed. So even as you pray, before you see the answer, start thanking God. Have believe that God will answer the cry. Start even thanking Him before even you finish. You start seeing the results. Make your request, the thing that you want to see, make it known to God. Make it known. Make that thing known to God. Hallelujah. Make it known to God. So church of God, this is just a call on all of us. Let us learn to pray. Because prayer is our solution to. Yeah. A praying person, never pity a praying person. I said never pity what? A praying person. Yes, this is all you always pray every day. They are afraid of such a person. Don't pity, you know. So, we are when we are busy putting some financial plans together, you are praying. Eh, don't worry, never pity a praying man. Yeah, when his answers start to manifest, you will wish that you prayed. Yeah. You will wish that he prayed for you. Yeah. So learn to pray. In 2022, we are going to pray. If you don't want to pray, don't come into 2022. Stay in 2021. Mm. When the calendar starts from January 2021. Because... We are going to pray. Prayer signifies our faith and our belief in God. Jesus said, Luke 18, men ought always to pray and not to faint. He says, men have to pray all the time. You just want to dance and shake your waist like a Congolese. No, Congolese don't shake their waist. They wiggle their waist. Yeah. But Jesus said, men have to always pray. And not to give up. Instead of giving up, he says, pray. Instead of giving up on your marriage, pray. Instead of giving up on your school, pray. Instead of giving up on your children, pray. Instead of giving up on your situation, pray. Pray. Whatever you do, pray. Then he tells a story of a wounded woman who needed, a, needed help from a wicked and unrighteous judge. And this judge, the Bible, go down, let's go down. The Bible gives us qualifications about the judge. He said this judge, he did not fear God. 
neither did he respect any man. Saying there was a, a, a there was in a city a jar which feared not God, nor regarded man. What a judge! He doesn't fear God. He doesn't care about anybody. And there was a widow in that city. You see, when you look at the contrast between the judge and the widow, the, a widow represents somebody who has no help. She, she's not strong. She has no help. Nobody to help because the man is the one who's supposed to help the woman. And the man has, is tired, perhaps, of the woman and has died. <laughs> and has died. Do you see? So this is the widow. And she came unto him. Him is who? The wicked and unrighteous judge which feareth not God nor regardeth man. Saying, avenge me of my adversary. Means help me from my enemy. Avenge me of my adversary. And he would not for a while. Because he doesn't fear God. He doesn't respect him. Say he would. Oh, get away from there. We are busy doing something. He said we should avenge you. Of what? But after what he said within himself. Though I fear not God. So it's not like people were saying that he doesn't fear God. He doesn't regard. He himself. He knew. He said, Though I fear not God. Nor regard man. Look at the next verse. Yet because of this, because this widow troubled me, I will avenge him, let by her continual coming, she will. Look, somebody didn't fear God or fear man. She feared a praying widow. Prayer will make you fearful. Yeah. He did this with judge. He doesn't fear God. He doesn't fear man, but a praying widow. A defenseless woman who knows how to pray brought him to his need. He said, he looked at this and said, hey, this woman, if I don't help her quickly, she's driving him crazy. I hear the NLT says what? She, uh uh-huh. But this start from the verse from the when he started talking. The judge ignored her for a while. But finally, he said to himself, "I don't fear God, nor care about people." But this woman is driving. Begin to drive your enemy and the devil crazy with your prayer. What is it that you are battling with? Rise up in prayer and drive your enemy crazy. Drive the devil crazy. Not with gossip. Not with complaints. Not with gossip. Not with complaints. Not with cryings. You are crying. Crying is not the same as prayer. Do you know a group of people? I don't regard them. I don't regard them. 
as soon as we start, he, then they start crying. Oh, brothers, there. Brothers. Anyway, you don't join me. It's my own case. Don't join me. But me, I don't buy it. Oh. Because they have a certain button. When they turn it, no, then the tears start to flow. And they know, they know that it will move you. Because you, it's not easy for you to cry. Look, since I, I stopped being a baby, I remember all the times I've cried in my life. They, they don't happen often. So because they know that, they know that as soon as they cry, you, know, you look at how difficult it is for you to cry. And then you, you just accept it. You just accept that the crying it means that look, the thing has broken in the gapakat. It's not true. They've just turned on the crying button. Thank you very much. I know. So instead of crying, crying is not the same as prayer. Ah. Otherwise, the verse we read would have said, Is any afflicted amongst you? Let him cry. To pray. If you are praying to God and you cry to God, that's a different thing. I don't go when you are crying so that we can all give you something. Looking sad and morose and cotomorose doesn't change anything. It won't solve your problem. Yeah. Get on your knees and pray. Yeah. I mean, at this your age. Learn to get on your knees and pray. Look, me, I complain about very little. Yeah. I get on my knees and I pray. One day somebody came to see me in the office about a certain thing. She asked me, what should I do? She asked me, what should I do? I said, oh, you can do this and this and that. Then she asked, what will you do? I said, me, I'm going to my room. I'm going to pray. I won't do what I've told you. That's not what I'm going to do. I'm going to my room. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to my room. I'm going to pray. That's what I will do. Pray. Yeah, pray. Yeah. Not necessarily. You see, I, when I say pray, I don't necessarily long prayers, short prayer, any type of prayer. Any type of prayer. Go on my knees and I pray. I have a spot in my bedroom. I'll go to that spot and I'll pray. Yeah. It will solve problems. Instead of crying, complaining, writing letters, putting statuses, putting uh, acrimonious, acrimonious state statuses. <laughs> statuses all the blah me like I mean calumnous statuses. Accusatory statuses. Yeah. I mean, I'm trying to remember some of the statuses. I just don't want to offend anybody, so I don't want to quote it. <laughs> the one on my lip is too hot. I don't want to it. But that is modern day Christianity is on social media. When did God come on social media? Go on your knees and pray. This unrighteous said this girl would this widow, weak widow woman would drive me crazy. Learn 
to drive the devil crazy through prayer. Let me go. Because I finished preaching, but I had three points, but I think one point is okay for today. Is any Mary? Let him sing. Psalms. He says, Is any happy? When you're happy, also sing. Show it. Hello? When you're happy, show it. Sing songs. How do we show happiness? Singing songs. We are happy about Christmas. That's why we are singing carols. So when I came, I saw the bishop he was behaving like a child. You be adult and be there. Do you know the life expectancy of South Africa? That you are busily trying to grow old. Do you know what life expectancy is? It means how long you are supposed to live on this earth if you are born in South Africa. So you'll be busy and be growing old before your time. One day, my, my younger brother, you know, my younger brother, I'm, I'm decades older than him. It took a long time for him to come. So, when he was a little boy, one day he came to ask me, he asked me, how old are you? <laughs> so, I told him, I'm 99. He looked at me, I... <laughs> He looked at me and he said, oh, so there is left with only one day you will die. (laughs) I said, foolish boy, I'm not 99 again. (laughs) You be there and be old. you are dead. <laughs> yeah. If you are happy, if you, if you are merry, show it. Be happy. Amen. Be happy. Show your excitement. Yeah. Every time you are elderly, you cannot be free. You can't free yourself. Why? Even in prayer, you can't free yourself. Pray, worship, you can't free yourself. Praises, you can't free yourself. Why? We just, we just came back from a camp. We said we are dancing. They started with the bishops. Yeah. They started with the bishops. Tell me we came to do some. We don't know. No, yeah, it comes only once a while. You see, all, all the bishops came one by one, one by one, to come and dance. Those of us who know how to, and the bishops, we are, we, we, we are four. Two of us know how to dance. Two of us don't know how to dance. Two of us know how to dance and two of us don't know how to dance. It doesn't matter. All of us came one by one, one by one, one by one. And of course, if you watch the video, you will see those who know how to dance, those of us who know how to dance and those of us who don't know how to dance. Tell me, but we forced it. I'm telling you.
telling you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because we all try to be happy. You get it? Try to be happy. Then the pastors came to dance. I'm telling you. To be happy. Yeah, 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 yeah. At a point, we said, let's have a competition. The ladies versus the guys. Yeah, put the ladies on one side. The ladies on one side. Yeah. The ladies were planning their moves. The brothers were just there exercising. Brothers, here they fell. The moves will come to us. Don't worry. The ladies were planning. So when we start, you could see that the ladies' moves were organized. The brothers, when the ladies make a move, they now start to hey, what move are we going to make to overcome this move? So we had to use a technical way of making it a draw, an undeclared battle, which will be settled in the next camp. You can't be happy anywhere. Why can't you be happy in the presence of God? Too, you can't be happy. Ah! Sometimes I see people come to church. It's like the face. It's almost like the face is spot. I don't know if you understand. It's like the facial muscles don't move. It's like it's spot, like lock face. The same way you have a lock jaw, lock a uh, lock face. Ah! In the presence of the Lord. In the presence of the Lord. In the presence of the Lord. That ain't right. It's almost like you don't know whose presence you have come. I mean like you don't know whose presence you have been allowed to come to. Like God has to allow you. So that you can come into his presence. Sometimes we think we are something but we are not. The Bible says. Who is man? Whose breath? It's in his nostrils. Do you understand that scripture? It says, the angels were asking, I mean, man, who does he even think he is? When his breath is in, in, his, is in his nostrils, which means the, the, that's all the air he has. He needs air every moment. And all that he has is the last one that he pulled in. It's not like, it's not like he has, it's, it's not like blood that he has some stored up. The only one here, you, you can't take some and go and hide some. The only one you can have is the one you just pulled in. That's all. Your breath is in your nostrils. It means your life, all your life is in that one breath that is in your nostrils. If God decides, no reserve, God decides to stop the air from flowing. The one that has gone in, how long you stay alive is how long you can keep your breath. Yeah, how long you can keep your breath? And it's finished. His, his, his life is in his nostrils. The, you see, sees you from man whose breath is in his nostrils. It's like that's the all the air for wherein is he to be accounted for. Yeah, how can you be account for him? All he has is the last one. Now even the breath, you don't get full oxygen because you block it with a mask. Before it goes in. So it's filtered. That's all you are. That's all I am. Jeremiah 2, uh, Isaiah 2.22. Uh, 
It's a new scripture. Yeah, we used it yesterday at the court, on the course. No, it was, we used it at the camp as well. <laughs> the, his breath is in his nostril. How can we account for him? And of course, you heard about um, fellow South Africans that he's doing well in spite of the COVID thing because of the capacity of air he can take in at a go. I don't know. Did you? I'll send it to you after church. How many of you want to see? Give me a wave. I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you after church. It's not right, but that's, it explains the point I'm making. His breath is in his nostrils. So if you know who you are in connection to who God is, or how frail you are, when God gives you the opportunity to come into his presence, lose yourself and rejoice in his presence. That's why we are singing the currency. We clap like little children. Because ideally, we should be little children before the Lord. That's why Jesus said, let the little children come unto me for this is the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God belongs to these little ones. Then Jesus said again, unless you repent and be converted like a child, you will not see the kingdom. The kingdom of God is for little children. So I pray for all of us. Let us learn to be merry. When we go around telling people, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, let us show the merriness of the Christmas, of the occasion. Then finally, he says what? Is any sick amongst you, let him call the elders of the church and let them pray. Is that not so? I finish with this one. Let them pray and let them anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord and the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. Then he says, if any has committed any sin, he shall be forgiven. Sometimes our sickness is because of our sins and our mistakes. I preach about mistakes on Sunday. If you care, you can go and listen to it. You can go and listen to it. Sometimes it's because of the mistakes. So he addresses, he says, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another. That be the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous. I pray that with these three simple things, your, your, your evening has been made and you have something, a spiritual lesson has been learned to take home with you. If you are afflicted, pray. If you, are, if you are married, sing songs. If you are sick, call the elders and let them pray. Stand to your feet. Let's bring the service to a close. Lift your hands, let us pray. Father, I pray for everybody here gathered, battling with any sickness. Your word declares that. Is any sick amongst you? Let them call the elders of the church and let them pray. Anointing them with oil for the prayer of faith shall save them. I pray, joining my faith with the faith of all the other elders, I pray for healing. Receive healing right now in the name of Jesus. Any health problem you are battling with, be healed and be saved now in the name of Jesus. Any mistake, any sin you are battling with, be free of it now 
in the name of Jesus. We give God glory. We give him praise for his power to heal and to set free in the name of Jesus. We thank you. Thank you for your word. Your word declares that you set forth your word. You delivered them from their destruction and you heal them of their diseases. Thank you for deliverance and for healing that has come through to us tonight in the name of Jesus. We give you glory. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Pray this prayer with me, dear Lord Jesus. I accept that I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe that you died for me and you rose again. I confess that Jesus is the Lord of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for trying to save me. Amen. Why don't you appreciate Jesus with a clap? And you may be seated in the Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.